0: Terms and conditions
1: apply. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeton from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. There's joy in every journey.
0: The numbers told the story. They always
2: do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
3: Good Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa. the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DK Network, DraftKings Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. This is a numbers game live from Bar Canada at the D. Uh, big show today as far as mid week shows go in terms of guests and in terms of news, obviously. First of all, the guest, uh, Will Hill will join us. All of his plays this weekend, pro and college football and beyond. JVT on the NBA and college football. Mike Pritchard, uh, Jason Weigarten from Under Cloud of Smoke. Phil Bobbitt uh, is going to talk F1 with us. Here's the thing. Tomorrow and Friday, Kelly, you may need to send the Vison chopper. <laughs> to uh, to pick me up on the on the helipad having some trouble getting on the top down. of my building. Yeah, they won't let us turn left onto the strip anymore. So, I'm completely... It's it's going to be ugly. So, chopper for tomorrow. But I figure we might as well make money off it in the meantime. So, Phil go. it's going to help us with that. Uh, he's a uh, motorsports handicapper from uh, CBS Sportsline. So, we'll do that. First, though, of course, the big news this morning. And by the way, good morning to you, Kelly Bidlin. I didn't even say good morning good to morning. you. Good morning. Very, very poor form on my part. Um in case you missed this this morning, in case you were asleep, in case you were trapped under a heavy object, Deshaun Watson out for the season for the Cleveland Browns. He will undergo season-ending surgery to repair a fracture in his throwing shoulder. Uh, he was already uh, he'll be placed on injured reserve. He was already dealing with what we were speculating was a high ankle sprain. And if Kelly, if you if you went to the uh, the Cleveland Browns uh, Twitter and just read their statement about it. And I'll get to it here because, of course, it just uh, went away from uh, from me on my phone. But if you read it, it's it like this. Detailed. It was it was sort of like this. We want to make him into uh, the hero that he was, and God oh. for God <laughs> forbid he sues us if anything. Yeah, like it like, yeah. needed a game recap in yeah. there somehow. Yeah. Said so Deshaun Watson underwent magnetic resonance, uh, resonance imaging MRI Monday on two injuries sustained on different plays in the first half of Sunday's thirty three to thirty one win over the Ravens. Imaging on his left ankle. Revealed a high ankle sprain. In addition, post game, Deshaun notified our medical staff. Remember, they said post game there of our medical staff of a new of new discomfort in his right shoulder that he felt after a hit in the first half. An MRI, uh, MRI, pardon me, of the uh, right shoulder revealed a displaced fracture to the glenoid. Despite performing at a high level and finishing the game after consultation with head physician James uh, Voos and industry-leading shoulder specialist Neil L. Atache, MD. It has been determined that this injury will require immediate immediate surgical repair to avoid further structural damage. Deshaun will be placed on season-ending IR and a full recovery is expected for the start of the 2024 season." So Basically, it's like, hey, we didn't know anything about it during the game. And if that's the case, and he wasn't shot up, if you will, That was a historic, that was a heroic performance by Deshaun Watson in getting that win, that come from behind win over the Ravens. Now, what does this mean? Well, first of all, what does it mean with Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson will have played 12 NFL games since the pandemic when he returns next year. So he missed, remember that year where he was still with Houston and they just made him inactive. All year long. So he missed all of that in 2021. 2022, the allegations came. He was suspended for 11 games. He played the final six last year, uh, which was sort of this weird, strange exhibition like thing almost with him. Um, my interpretation, no one else's. And then this year, injury riddled, and now it's six games complete this year. So 12 games since the pandemic. That is what his uh, career has cratered into. Uh, beyond all the off-the-field stuff, and so, where does this leave us with bets? Real quick, Gil. Yes, sir. The,
4: the wording, the wording from the Browns on this. This was my point. Yes, is interesting because it's extremely detailed, right? It, with really pointing out. Because I've been one of those people, right, that have been wondering and speculating, and I'm not the only one of how how injured has Deshaun Watson been all season. They're very specific to point out that this was something new in game
3: in that, this game that that they were only informed of after Afterward. the fact right. after they are really protecting themselves in that state. Yeah. It feels it, like. It,
4: yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. And then I, I guess I'm just surprised they're willing to go that far because they don't need to say all they—they don't need
3: to say all. They do not need to see all. They don't need to see all. It's this. a very interesting statement.
4: And, and for a guy that I—I I, I think a lot of people have believed have, has been banged up and wor- dealing, th- working through some things all season. Mm-hmm. I, if you know that better not be true, then like this is better just be the only new injury. If you're going to make a statement like this, this, is why
3: I read it because I found it so interesting. Right? Yeah. Um, what does it mean from a betting standpoint? First of all, uh, this was one of the two games that I liked during Guessing Lines. But, we literally, the last thing we said on the show yesterday was, the reason I only made one bet instead of the two in the accounts because we didn't know what Deshaun's status was anyway for this week uh, in their game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so, now that line has gone from north of three, it was four, um, most of the week four in favor of the Browns. It has gone through the three. It is either at 2.5 or 2 in favor of the Browns, minus two or minus two and a half, depending on where you're betting these days, These at this moment, I should say, uh, hosting the Steelers on Sunday morning with PJ Walker, Pajama Walker, as your starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. The total, by the way, is 34, it should be pointed out. To the question of, do I like, as someone who liked the Browns, if it were Deshaun at four, do I like them with P.J. Walker at below three? The answer is I do, actually. I, was, <laughs> I really do. I was waiting for you to say no so I can come back on no. the other side. I'm with you. No. I'm with you. I kind of like it as much, if not better, So, you quite go- frankly.
4: You, you, this is where point spreads matter, right? You're going through the three. Yes. That is a major move. In the NFL with a total this sh- this short, too. So, is there that big of a difference between what we've seen out of Deshaun
3: Watson this year and Walker? It ain't your average one-and-a-half-point move is the point. Right. It's through the three. I-, I like it just as much. Let's put it that way. I like it just as much. The Browns, for me, that's going to be a, uh, a bet. It's going to be a contest play. It's going to be all of that. The other sort of more macro look on this is here you have a four-team division where, you know, this was the... The most competitive division in all of football to this point this year. Um, But, and I think I represent most people when I say this, the Steelers, sort of the mirage six and three, right? The sort of smoke and mirrors we've been outgained in every single game this year. Uh, Yet the Mike Tomlin Magic Beans have them at six and three. So, I don't think I'm I'm not going to speak for everybody because there are going to be some people who think the Steelers have a shot at this division. I do not, right? I also don't think a PJ Walker led Browns team is to be taken as seriously as the other two teams in the division, which are the Ravens and the Ste- uh, Ravens and the Bengals who happen to play tomorrow night. Now keep in mind when you look at the standings in this division, the Ravens right now have the lead despite their loss, right They have their lead they have the lead in the AFC North currently going into this game. They're seven and three, Pittsburgh and Cleveland six and three, Cincinnati five and four. Baltimore wins this game, and they are favored as the home team here by by three and a half points. Baltimore will win the season series against Cincinnati. They will sweep the Bengals as if you buy into the I don't take the PJ Walker Led Brown seriously and I don't take the the Magic Bean Steelers seriously, that would that would in essence then be a de facto uh, two and a half, that would be a two and a half game lead in the standings over the Bengals, but in essence, it would be a three-and-a-half game lead over the over the Bengals because of the sweep of the season series. Yes, would you have to worry about the Browns and the Steelers, but you get the point. Yeah. So, that game tomorrow night becomes a massive thing. And if you want to get ahead of that, you can get the Ravens. If you buy into that train of thought, you can get the Bengals right now as good as even money in some spots. We're seeing minus 115 at DraftKings.
4: Yeah, 115 reposted at DraftKings. Ravens minus 115, Bengals. Uh, plus 400 Steelers plus 425 Browns plus 450 yeah I I
3: mean I think that's a bet I really do um
4: I think it's a bet either way it it, this is all it's all correlated to this game because I I completely agree with how you set that up right this is like like you know Matt and I will often talk about this when Matt Brown and I will often talk about this when you get into division races like this becomes a golf matchup right I don't think I don't really think the Browns are live in this division anymore. I don't really think the Steelers are live in this division. So you're basically playing. I think there's only two teams left and they happen to play tomorrow night for this division. So I think if you like the Bengals on this side tomorrow night, you probably are sprinkling some on four to one or something in the division. And if you like the Ravens side in that game tomorrow night, you're definitely playing that at the even money or minus 115.
3: And I get it. I get it. The Ravens schedule is still difficult even beyond the Bengals. But the point of that is they go, in essence, with a win tomorrow, they would go, in essence, from a one and a half game lead in the division, which is what it is right now, to a... a, Really, a de facto three and a half game lead right. over their primary uh, contender. Now, if you're a if you're a Steelers person or if you're a Browns person, even with PJ Walker, okay, you can you can choose to ignore that. I get it. That's that's one standpoint. I just don't have that viewpoint on the thing. No, me and me. I don't I don't think most people do either. So that's and Ravens to me in that respect, kind of cheap at that price.
4: No, I I, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. And I, look, I'm one of those pe- I'm one of the people that I don't have a bet yet on this game tomorrow night. I do think I'm going to end up taking a piece of the Bengals and over a field goal. Uh, I think this is kind of their last stand. This is all everything they've got going into this and, week. They've got to win.
3: great historically as a dog with Joe Burrow. Great.
4: Yep, yep, exactly. I mean, I know both sides are dealing with major injuries, but Cincinnati's probably are more serious with the defensive ends, the wide receivers uh, that they've got. But I was probably going to back them small, at least tomorrow night anyways, Gil. And I think if you're doing that, you got to throw a little bit on the division price, too. And, and Raven, the same thing.
3: 12 games he will have played, Deshaun Watson, when he suits up next year in 2024, since the pandemic. That is 12 games more than you, Kelly Bidlin. And right. it would have been fewer had you not incurred that torn calf injury right. on field goal day. Yeah, that's right. But oh. that, that's amazing. Like, And it by is. the way, and every one of those $253 million is guaranteed. They're on the hook, the Browns, for every penny of that. I'm going to be a sucker, though, next year. Like, this is, I I believed in Deshaun this
4: year coming back and looking more like the old Deshaun Watson. I'm going to believe it again next year when betting odds are even, you know, are even longer. Oh, I think we'll all be there.
3: I'm with you. That won't, that will, you're right. We'll all kind of still be tempted by it. We'll come back JVT on the NBA and college football in season tournament thoughts
0: next.
5: A numbers game on Visa, the sports betting network.
3: With so many games on the board, there's no better time to put the Visa experts to work for you. Become a Visa Pro subscriber today and get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which Visa expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Plus, betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sign up today. And get your first 30 days for only $19. That's 30 days. Your first 30 days for only $19 to see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Visit visa.com slash subscribe to sign up now. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. Live from Bar Canada the D here in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, we welcome in our senior NBA betting analyst, the host of Hardwood Handicappers, and a pair of college football shows on the weekend. But we'll talk NBA with him first. It's Jonathan Von Tobel, everybody. JVT. How you doing, John?
2: I'm good. I was going to have to stick up for my boy, Kelly. I was about to throw fisticuffs. Way more than a producer, Kelly Bidlin.
3: <laughs> oh no, that's our—that's the line that we always say. We're so much more than a producer. He also the co-host of Hardwood Handicappers. JBT, I want to start—I want to start with the in-season tournament in the NBA and get your thoughts on this, because there's going to be a lot of people who are thinking about making bets. I think there's still a good portion of people who are like, "Yeah, I've heard about this thing, but I'm not exactly sure what it is because I haven't been paying that close attention." And just from a format standpoint, it uh, began November third. It's going to end in early December. Uh, but uh, the NBA broke uh, the league up into six groups. Uh, Essentially, what you're going to end up is with a quarterfinals in December. There's group play right now. It's still part of the regular season. There's just designated games on Tuesdays and Fridays. Each team will have played four games when all is said and done. One hasn't played any yet. Uh, in the <laughs> in the case of the of the uh, Toronto Raptors and some have already played three on the way to these four. So in essence what we will have is a quarterfinal setup on uh, at the in early December because they're the group winners plus two wild cards. Um, the question becomes is there a team out there right now that represents value to you to win the in-season tournament where the prize is $500,000 per player?
2: Uh, So I think so. And I I think that there's a couple to look at and one of them is dependent on hell. Well, having said that um, you can get the Phoenix suns guys at 22 to one to win the in season tournament. The rest of their schedule is Utah, Portland, and Memphis. That's the rest of their group play. So they can go three and one. And I even think if they don't have any one, you know, any two of the big three, that that's a portion of the schedule they can get through finish group play three and one. And find their way into, at the very least, the elimination stage and work from there. But their schedule is insanely weak as they move forward. They lost their first game to Los Angeles Lakers, but that's it. So I think Phoenix is at the top of the list, especially when you're talking about 22 to 1 on a team that in group play has Utah, Portland, and Memphis left on their group play schedule. I'd also throw out, if you wanted a little bit of like a meteor long shot for you, also in the Western Conference, and they're a very popular team, people love them. And their schedule is a little bit tougher, but they can win these games. Oklahoma city's at a hundred to one. They, they did just beat San Antonio Spurs. They got to beat Memphis, Minnesota coming up next. They got to have some things happen for them. But as we saw with Minnesota scuffling around with the clay and Draymond and Steph list warriors, they're not perfect. I think you could probably consider that. But I think at the top of the list is the Phoenix Suns at 22 to one, given the rest of their group play schedule. And they've only played one game.
3: Yeah, And I'm seeing them as long as 29 to one in some spots. Yeah, And just
4: to add on to that, because we got a tweet about this yesterday, Gil. I think this is as you're approaching, if you're if you're if you're betting the NBA daily, like JVT and I are like this is think about adding bets. Right. So if you like the Suns tonight in, in, you know, even in their game tonight, um, or, or later in the week, make sure to look at those group odds too. Because, like, you're talking about to win, the, to win it, the tournament overall, JVT, right? But they're 11 to 1 even just to win their group, which I think is still a little live. So you can even throw a little bit of money on that.
2: Yep, absolutely. It's,
3: it, by the way, these are not in every sports book, right? These are not available on every sports book. You might have to do a little searching around for these, but they are uh, in enough spots. Look, can I throw out one team? And Kelly, I'm not sure who you're, Betty. The Indiana Pacers are already 2 and 0 in Group A. Uh, they're playing Atlanta. They're playing Detroit. So let's say they split those, right? Let's say let's say they win Detroit, they lose Atlanta. They're three and one. They're probably going to get into the quarterfinals as well. They are not quite as sexy as your sons play, which I will admit looks better at twenty nine to one ish, or even in the twenties. Wherever you're getting them, uh, I'm seeing the Pacers at around eighteen to one. They score more points than any team in the NBA. They give up more points than any team. I think with the exception of the Spurs, uh, thus far this year in the NBA. Is this the team that will just they're flawed clearly, but they'll just like last night, right? They beat the Pacers. They beat the uh, Sixers. Pardon me. One thirty two to one twenty six as six and a half point dogs. Might you take a flyer on them just because they can outgun you?
2: I mean, I think you would, especially considering where they're already standing in group play and they're in the rest of the schedule. And I think at the very least, you'll get in a position to do something with them, because I think more than likely, they run into Boston because Boston has only played one game. They, they beat Brooklyn 121 to one Oh seven. And the rest of Boston's schedule is Toronto, Orlando, and Chicago. Now Orlando, for those who don't remember, uh, actually gave Boston fits last year. They were three and one straight up and and four and oh, against the spread against Boston. They were awesome. Um, so like when you look at the way that Orlando has played Boston, maybe they slip up there. But it seems likely that a team that beat them by, what was it, 47 points earlier, is going to be a team that they run into. But if they run into them, that's going to be in the elimination stage. So you're going to be able to do something with it. And then you look at the rest of the way the groups break down. I mean, it's Miami at the top of East Group B. Milwaukee doesn't look consistent in any way, shape, or form. It, and they're in the driver's seat of their group in Group A. So I think when you're looking at it, I would say absolutely. Indiana would be one to be considered. And to add on to that. They're going to be motivated. It's a, it's a really young team where 500 K for each player is going to make a really big difference.
3: I got in season tournament fever. I don't know about you, Kelly. I it's great. A, I'm, fu- I'm fully into it. And I thought I would hate it.
4: It's great. It, it It's look. Yeah. It, it's a, I think the biggest thing for us for as, as betters, right. It's just like, what would we say? More all the time? opportunities, anything you add yeah. for more opportunities and more ways to make bets. It, it's great.
2: I love it. JB. And, and Go ahead. Jay can Jay. I add really quick, please. I would just say like, I, a lot of people were, were crapping on a gill. And for me, it was a win-win for the league because these are just regular season games that you're putting fancy labels on. And then the culmination is a neutral site tournament for three days out in Las Vegas. Like yes. there, there's really no difference and no harm in trying out something like this. And like you guys are talking about, like there's a little bit of a way people love to bet futures and love to get payoffs. And so, If you can get a little early season fix and bet the Phoenix Suns at 22 to one or 29 to one, as you mentioned, and maybe have a shot at cashing that before you get to Christmas like that, it's a, it's a really good thing for betters out there ultimately. So I thought it was a win-win for the NBA and the people complaining about it. were just there to complain because all they're doing is just, all right, here's some fancy courts. Here's some fancy uniforms. Oh, and by the way, if you win enough of these, then we'll probably have neutral site tournament in Las Vegas. People can go to and you guys are gonna play in. So no, I I actually I do like the concept. It's worked out pretty well, I think, so far.
3: It's a beautiful thing. Neutral site tournament in Las Vegas for the uh for the final four of this, if you will, the semifinals. The championship game is the only game that does not count towards the standings, as should be noted.
4: Yeah, the uh in, you know, again, just going back to one of those tweets we got yesterday, there are the markets I've found JVT are a little slow to move on some of these too. Like yes. this was I was in on the Timberwolves pregame yesterday. I got in on them again when Steph Curry was ruled out. About two hours later, I took a two to one Timberwolves ticket for them to win the group, which then ended up moving later on. So it was, that should have moved. It was up during the game? No, no, it was before the game. It should have moved odds when Steph Curry got ruled out. It really didn't. So I think there's keep that in mind as you're shopping around for this.
3: And the, you were, you were fortunate that worked out for you because uh, for those who missed it again, Draymond and Clay were, were uh, ejected from the game before a point was even scored, and somehow the Pajemski Saric led Pajemski led Warriors took the uh, T Wolves to the brink before it uh, worked out for it yesterday. So yeah, good on you. had
4: about eight bets in that game. So there, yeah. there were so
3: many opportunities the to bet. That, <laughs> what's that <say>
4: again?
2: <laughs> Uh, I said Sorry. I was eating their lunch for a while. They had no answer for it. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it
3: was incredible. It was incredible. Um, but it worked out for you. So good on you for that. But these are, these are the kind of opportunities that exist. All right, JVT, real quick, what do you like in the NBA today?
2: So I think there's a couple of opportunities. You want to wait for some injury reports. But I will say this for sure. So Dallas is at home, or excuse me, on the road. Second leg of back to back, third game of four nights. So they're playing. Uh, The Washington Wizards, we saw what happened to Dallas uh, yesterday in New Orleans, Um, you know, got smoked and their defense has not been very good. It's been their offense that's carrying them. Washington has had a very, very road heavy schedule to start the year. Guys, they've only played three games at home so far this year, but they have played 10 overall. Do the math. That's seven games on the road. Um, And I think when you're looking at Washington, they have the ability offensively to at least stay within some big numbers against some lesser defensive opponents. So the injury report hasn't come out for Dallas, like I mentioned, they're on the second leg of a back-to-back. But we know for Washington, the only guy that's going to be missing is DeLon Wright. And that's not anything that's going to move the needle or make your offense worse. So I think uh, Washington catching six points here against Dallas, especially given the situation for Dallas. You could see somebody pop up on the injury report. So I don't think there's any harm in grabbing six here. I also think coming up later today, uh, when you look at the rest of the schedule, you want to make sure that some of these other injury reports are clean uh, Atlanta, for example, you know, Atlanta was back and forth with Detroit yesterday um, without Trey young, Trey young could be back at the birth of his uh, child is what kept him out yesterday, personal reasons. But I think that we saw that Dejounte Murray is perfectly capable of this offense. And this team is actually statistically better this year without Trey young. So want to see what the market would do with this, especially want to see if Trey young is going to play, but if he doesn't, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to go in and back Atlanta for a second night. And then last one, uh De'Aaron Fox, and looking at the success potentially of the Sacramento Kings today, uh, especially from a deer and Fox, maybe point total standpoint, uh, there's not many guys that the, uh, Los Angeles Lakers can throw at the Aaron Fox defensively that are going to be able to shut him down, and at the very least, he should have a big game here today.
3: All right, Jonathan Toble, everybody at me JBT. Check out JBT and Pam Maldonado live bet Saturday noon Eastern on Saturday, uh, talking college football, and then on Sunday with the College Lines Revealed show at one p.m. on Sunday Eastern Time. Thank you, JBT. Appreciate it, man. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. Jonathan Bontobel, and of course, the uh, co-host of uh, Hardwood Handicappers with Kelly Bidelon. Will Hill, all his plays. Next numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
5: The numbers told the story. They always do. It's
2: one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on
3: v Hour Our number two of a numbers game at v the sports betting network, v the v app game plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, however you're taking us in. We appreciate it. Skill Alexander. is Kelly Bidlin still to come this hour. Uh, we'll do our NFC adjusted season win totals, both Kelly and me, a little later on. And uh, Jason Weingarten will join us from under a cloud of smoke, and so too will Phil Bobbit Kelly. Uh, are you familiar with Phil
4: Bobbitt? Yes. F- Phil uh, Phil reached out to me a little while ago. Yeah. yeah.
3: So Excellent. we're going nice to talk.
4: Listen to the show. Works at CBS Sportsline.
3: Yes. We're thrilled to have him because we're going to talk F1 again we're for through. those of us who live in Las Vegas and specifically for those of us who live in the heart of the Strip. Our lives have been thrown into chaos for this thing. Might as well make some money off it. Phil's got bets. Phil's well, among, fired. Among the questions I will ask uh, I will say, uh, what is a safety car? I, I have no idea. Like this is, this is the total. You remember Denzel Washington in the movie Philadelphia when he says yeah. to the judge, he goes, "Explain it to me like a, like I'm a two year old." Yeah, that will be that set. <laughs> Looking forward <laughs> the, to
4: that. Uh, it's another one of those. I was texting you yesterday of the amount of the amount of betting options that DraftKings has up.
3: There are more that I don't even understand. Oh, I have than, no idea Including what's the safety car. <laughs> I think we kind of have to get Mikhail in here. Mikhail in here to talk also. Uh, Parles and I used to have a Mikhail segment on the show with F1. I don't know if people remember this. Uh, but we had an F1 podcast. Going. Do we still have the F1 podcast? Still on? going! Okay. Far, okay. Mikhail, Wes Reynolds yeah. does it, too, yeah. with him. Uh, and we used to do five minutes of Mikhail talking F1. And as soon as I got bored with it, I would look at Parles, and Parles would sweep him off the producer's <laughs> chair. That was our bit <laughs> with Mikhail. we got to get him back here, because it's here! Uh, let's talk some football first with VEASAN's own Mike Pritchard, a man who played the game. How you doing, Mike?
5: I'm great. I'm great. How are you guys doing today?
3: Doing very well. We just got a question, which I think was very interesting. Uh, clearly, you've heard about Deshaun Watson this morning. Out for the season. Yep. Uh, shoulder injury, in addition to a high ankle strain, but the shoulder injury knocks him out for the season. Uh, he will have played 12 games, or when he, when he returns next year, he will have played 12 games total since the pandemic. $253 million contract, each and every penny guaranteed. And the question was, um, or at least the way I interpreted the question, was regarding the what I call the cruel economic structure of the NFL, and teams having to make these nine-figure commitments to quarterbacks at a point in their careers where they're not quite sure if they're going to actually be the guy to lead them to the Super Bowl. But the alternative of not signing them is, Nothing, right? Like, if we don't sign Dak to a long-term deal, if we don't sign Kirk Cousins, if we don't sign, uh, you know, name your quarterback to a long-term deal at this point, good God, what's the alternative? There isn't one. And the question was, is that going to change with this Deshaun injury? And your response to that would be what?
5: Well, I mean, I think they're always going to chase the quarterbacks, but uh, the structure of a, a contract situation uh, like Deshaun has, the owners uh, do not want that to happen again. I mean, Uh, as long as I can remember being a part of the league. And certainly once we got free agency, um, the owners were ardent against guaranteed contracts and they always have been and always will be. Uh, So I I think the number will still climb for quarterbacks. Uh, The structure of the court, uh, uh, the structure of the contract still uh, will be, will be team friendly, uh, will be organization friendly. Uh, And this one's not, you know, and, uh, whether or not you can make a decision on Deshaun Watson wanting to let him go or not—I mean, that's on Cleveland, right? They—they they got them guaranteed con- contract situation, but yeah, I—I I, don't—I don't think we'll ever see a, a guaranteed, a fully guaranteed contract again—at uh, least in in my lifetime. I don't believe that's going to happen. The last
3: Deshaun question is complete speculation, but do you expect him to come back? Cause we we floated this earlier. Do you expect him to come back and? for all of us betters to be tempted in the same way we still are by his talent. Like, you know, just like, Hey, but it's still Deshaun Watson. You never know if he's going to be peak Deshaun. You still, you think we'll still be feel that way next year.
5: I, uh, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd be cautious about that, Gil. Um, you know, for instance, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think the Raiders fell into that trap of familiarity and somebody who knows my system and Josh McDaniels, but Uh, You know, you look at Jimmy G, he's a broken quarterback. And and when you have significant injuries over your career, it it doesn't get better. Uh, It's like it's like a clunker. It's like a car, right? Uh, Your car um, just repeatedly breaks down until you have to get a new one. Uh, And I think that's the same analogy I would use for an athlete. I I think once you start to have significant injuries, one, you're never going to be the same player again. But two, can you survive an NFL season? Uh, and I think for betters, you know, we anticipate the greatness to come back in and, and return. Uh, but a lot of times it just doesn't just because your body just breaks down.
3: couple Browns betting related questions. I said at the top of the show, knowing this, that I actually I, I loved the Browns at minus four with Deshaun against the Steelers. Yeah. I actually like them just as much at minus two and a half with P.J.
5: <laughs> Walker. Would you agree with that? You know, I, I looking at my numbers, and, and by, by no means am I a, a handicapper, right? But, uh, uh, you know, I, I've been successful with with understanding uh, the league and how tight uh, scoring is. And, and when, you, when you look at it, Gil, uh, when you look at divisional matchups, and when you look at rivalry kind of situations, or if you even look at the quarterback position, uh, we have been playing or the league has been playing with backup quarterbacks majority of the season so far or at least backup quality play uh, at that position. So I I agree with you. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't adjust it too much just because you have a backup quarterback in there for Cleveland. They, they have a lot of injuries, but yet we know on the other side, Pittsburgh has been sputtering offensively themselves with their starters.
3: Baltimore has a chance tomorrow night. Thursday night football to complete a season sweep of the Bengals Bengals uh, with Joe Burrow historically have been great as an underdog so it's certainly not an easy task but if Baltimore does win that they sweep the season series with Cincinnati um, you know then on the other two teams of that division you have a PJ Walker led Cleveland the rest of the way if he stays healthy right you have a a Mike Tomlin led Steelers team which you know look they've they're 6 and 3 but I don't think there's anybody you know racing to say this is a team that is a a heavily power ranked if you will 6 and 3 right that there's there is some regression perhaps in store would you bet Baltimore to win the division at even money or at DraftKings -115 right now
5: you know, I, I I would be tempted, but I I wouldn't do it because you know the thing about Pittsburgh, uh, and and I just explained how they've been sputtering offensively. If they get in gear offensively, and it's a big if. I mean, the way that that defense is playing, they're generating turnovers and they're only eliminating play uh, scoring opportunities for for their opponents. Uh, and, and they're really doing a great job defensively. Uh, that that is the growth aspect of that division. I I mean, I think the Ravens. We might have seen the Ravens peak. Uh, To be honest with you, Gil, um, I mean, I think there's still some things they need to work out offensively, obviously, and then defensively uh, letting a team that's highly familiar with them come back uh, in that game and get that victory. I mean, that's something I I think the Ravens are going to have to fix there. So uh, not too long ago, everybody was saying the Ravens are the best team in the league right now, but but not really. I mean, I I don't know if anybody has declared that. So uh, I'm looking for growth. Uh, and, you know, there's some big ifs out there. But, yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I would be reluctant to to make that bet with the Ravens right now.
3: As someone who has played at the highest level, Mike, when you look at the Buffalo Bills, uh, along with the Broncos, the, the most recent team we have actually yeah. laid eyes on, they're five and five. Obviously, tremendous amount of, uh, you know, season ending injuries on defense. Um, Milano, Tredavious White. It's just been awful. But then there's Josh Allen, who is just a turnover machine. When you when you look at that team through your lens, do you see a team that is just having a, a rough patch or are they done this season?
5: Well, I I think before the season started, I, I, I don't know if I was the only person on the network, but I said there's going to be a, a regression with Buffalo. Yes, you because did. It's more of the same. Yeah. Yeah. They're more of the same. You know, Josh Allen. Uh, it's no fault of his own, but they're more of the same. They drafted a pass receiving tight end. They haven't addressed the, the toughness aspect. Their defense was older. Leslie Frazier walked away. <laughs> I mean, there, there was so many signs that that Buffalo realistically should be four and six, to be honest with you, um, with that Giants game. But no, it, it's Josh Allen has evolved. And, and I think he still has some more room to grow. But at this point, he needs help. Uh, I mean, even the great John Elway or the great, you know, any great quarterback, uh, Joe Montana, Steve Young, you need a compliment. You need something to help out a great quarterback. And usually that's the running game or or at least some options in in that regard. But Buffalo doesn't have any. Uh, And they're so reliant on Josh Allen. And and now they're searching uh, because they jettison an offense coordinator as if that's his fault. Right. Right. Uh, The execution on the on the field uh, has just been the same. They just have not evolved. Uh, and it's more the same for Buffalo.
3: OK, we have we have 90 seconds of the middling teams in the NFL. So I'm going to give you a bunch of options. Uh, we'll we'll leave the bills out okay. we'll leave the bills out of it because you just sort of gave us your thoughts on them. But um, let's throw these teams in the mix. The Texans, the Colts, the Vikings led by Joshua Dobbs of, of middling teams that exist right now. Who's the one we're sleeping on? Who's the team where you're like, this actually might be a playoff team and no one's really got their eyes on them.
5: Yeah, you know what, Gil? I think um, Minnesota, because what, they're six and four right now. Um, and, and, you know, you got seven games remaining. If you look at their schedule, if they go four and three, uh, what's that, 10 and seven? I mean, I think that qualifies for the playoffs, 10 and seven depending on how the the NFC kind of shakes out. But look at that schedule. I I mean, can they go four and three uh, down the stretch here with Dobbs? I I think that's probable. Um, You know, there's some other teams out there. I mean, like Atlanta, Atlanta chasing it. I don't know if that's going to happen. But I think people are sleeping on the Vikings. I I know some injuries have emerged again. uh, Jordan Hicks on, on defense, but... Flores has done an incredible job uh, on that side of the ball. And certainly Kevin O'Connell. I mean, he's in a running for coach of the year along with D'Amico Ryans, but um, uh, yeah, what they're doing right now with Minnesota and the chance to, to make the playoffs going four and three down the stretch. I mean, I think that's a high probability right there for the Vikings. I am with you. I am totally with you. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Great seeing you as always.
3: Hey, great seeing you guys. Have a great day, Mike Pritchard. Everybody, Visa Zone at M I Pritchard on the Twitter machine. One will not find a nicer gentleman than Mike Pritchard. Would you agree with that? I would. I hope you would answer that way. Phil Bobbitt joins us from CBS Sports Line. Let's talk some F one on the other side. F one fever. Numbers game. Visa, the sports betting network.